Hello there, podcast listeners. This is the voice of JJ, and this is We Were Gamers, episode 183rd. I'm here with Michael. Hey, everybody. And we are sans a third host today, uh, you know, for reasons. This is a busy time of year, Michael. It absolutely is a busy time of year. People are traveling for the holidays. We are getting started already. We are getting into stuff. You know, it's that time of year where things are popping off. There's family get-togethers and whatnot. And basically from now until the end of the year, people are just busy generally. Yes, there's there will wind up being something just about every weekend on our calendar from here on out. Yep. Uh, so in that sense, this is definitely the We Were Gamers podcast, <laughs> wherein we used to play games, and maybe we haven't had as much time recently, owing to all this uh, holidays that are coming up. Yeah, uh, so I, I can tell you, JJ, what the best part of traveling at the holidays is. Is it not? Is it getting home? It is traveling before the holidays. Oh, so smart. Yeah, I I can tell you from having done it one time and then never again. Don't <laughs> don't travel on Thanksgiving if you absolutely don't have to. It's so awful, especially by car in the Southern yeah. California area. It's a real pain. Yep. Yeah, I have gotten. Uh... I have gotten stuck in both driving and flying. I have been almost been stranded in the Atlanta airport until 2 a.m. on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, woof. One of those where they come on the PA system and the pilot's like, if we don't get everybody in their seats and ready to go in the next five minutes, we go off shift. Yeah, man. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, um, oh. So, you know, do you have a uh, any travel stories you want to get up to? So, yeah, we this past weekend, we went uh, back to where I am from um, and visited my parents in North Carolina. So oh, it, was, it was good. It's it's hard for us to to get away during actual Thanksgiving weekend, just with different days off and, yeah, and totally. my wife working in retail. Um, it makes it really challenging, but this year my sister and her husband were also going home this same weekend before Thanksgiving. Um, so we made a big sort of family weekend out of it. Oh, that's awesome, man. And as yeah. a bonus, the tickets were probably a lot cheaper. Yes. And yeah. The chicken was, the hassle was, was less for everyone involved. Yep. I looked at ticket prices before when I, you know, a few days before I was intending to book them saw what the price was and then I went back and the price had gone down again and I figured you know let me give this a few more days and see if it drops another time and sure enough the prices kept going down awesome dude that's such a good feeling when you see that yep. oh, I love it yeah so it was the probably the weirdest part of the whole thing uh, well one of the weirdest moments and one of the coolest moments happened at the same time um, we flew out of LAX, which is a bit of a drive and we have to park the car up at a lot up there, but yeah. it meant that we could get a direct flight in each direction. Oh dude, direct flights, the best. Yes. So that part was really nice, but we're, we parked the car, we got on the shuttle, um, to go to the airport and of course traffic outside of LAX is chaos. Yeah. It, for folks who've never been, it, just imagine a horseshoe shape and on 
the outside of the horseshoe is all the planes and the place where all the people want to be. And on the inside is the parking such that it is constant chaos of people trying to merge both directions all the time, all the way around the horseshoe in both directions. Yes. And there's a, there are double sets of lanes around the horseshoe. So people are cutting in towards the terminal and then back out towards mm-hmm. the the pass through the pass by lanes and the, the, it is the in theory pass by lanes that are right. still somehow always full of people <laughs> the crawl by lanes uh, and of which there are like 500 buses at any one time always in that area yeah it, it's a nightmare so they just recently essentially banished all of the uber and lyft from the airport Oh, interesting. And so do they make people walk somewhere to get that stuff? Yeah. So there is one there's one common area where you have to go to get um like ride chair. So that has been a theme I've seen in other airports around the country that I've been to more mm-hmm. recently, where they kind of are like, Hey, the Uber and Lyft pickup is over here in this one designated spot and nowhere else. Such that I guess if you were picking up a shuttle bus or whatever to a hotel, it's probably now a lot easier on your life. Um yeah. which is nice, I guess. Yeah, they so they've done that with Orange County. They have went, but they've moved it two or three times. So yeah. it seems like every time, every time we go, we come back into Orange County, we're going to a different spot to get picked up. Yep, you kind of just have to keep your eyes open and look for the little signs, and they're usually like poorly placed little signs. It's like they stuck a yeah. sticker on top of like the the thing that used to point to where you would get a cab. Now there's like a little Uber sticker on there or whatever, man. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's total chaos all around the airport, which was basically what we expected, but we get into our terminal, we were flying American and there's nobody there. Just like, like, like nobody there. Oh, wow. So we walk, we walk right up to a kiosk and get ourselves checked in. We drop our bag off without waiting there were maybe eight people in the security line in front of us. The dream, dude. I know. And then, and then even even weirder than that, and and kind of cool, uh, loud. Um, kind of cool technology wise is we get up to the security scanners, and you know we start taking out laptops and tablets, and the the guy, two guys who are working there are like, oh no, you don't need to do that. So they had this what? new it 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 looked like someone had taken a jet engine as their design concept um but it is this long glowing blue scanner and they have these specially lined bins and you literally just drop your bag into it with everything in it you don't take anything out and they push it through and this is somehow okay as opposed to before where you had to take every dang thing out and your shoes separate and everything all So you still you still have to take your shoes off. That that part was still the same. Um but yeah, it's um it is I guess it's better technology. Um it's automated on the back end when they flag someone's bag so that there are um there is a a square on the conveyor belt of tiny little paired wheels and they rotate 90 degrees and send your bag back if it requires extra screening 
Huh, interesting. So it just yeah. like automatically it's, routes it back into line to get screened again. Yeah, so again. If, the, if the guy at the machine, you know, flags that there's something that they want to take a look at, the machine automatically sorts the bins into the front and back conveyor belts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, or, well, I you know, did, as cool as any of this ever is. Sure. Now, I, I is does it make things any easier? Maybe. We did notice that it seemed like a higher percentage of the bags were getting flagged for additional screening. Of course. The person's probably paying like double extra special attention too because it's new tools and so then they're right. just like not. Yeah, you don't want to miss anything. He's like, oh, that's an iPad, whatever. We can let that one slide. Or this time it's like, ah, that iPad might be a bomb. Let's all double look at this. Yeah, let's take a look. Man. Well, it is getting towards the Thanksgiving time. Uh, and I think this podcast comes out in theory, like right before Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this before that, good job for listening uh, on time. You got any? Yeah, uh, happy. I know that. Happy almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy almost Thanksgiving, Michael. And. Th- with Thanksgiving comes along a Thanksgiving traditions, and I know one that happens around my family that I'm mixing up this year. Uh, I typically have made the you know pumpkin pie, right? This is the Thanksgiving staple, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a big believer in pumpkin pie. I love it. I usually I have somehow been drafted into making it for my family's Thanksgiving every year. Uh, it's not like I do anything that special. I like have my twist on the standard recipe but it's not that fancy yep and i was uh getting ready buying ingredients and whatnot this year and i saw a thing and you tell me if you've heard of this because i had never heard of it until this year all right bourbon pumpkin pie i have seen recipes for bourbon pumpkin pie i have also now as of this year seen recipes (laughs) for bourbon pumpkin pie have you ever had one uh, I want to say that I have, but I feel like it was maybe at a restaurant. Mm. I'm look. I I am trying to find someone who has tasted it before, so they can tell me how it tastes different from a regular one. I may just. I mean, I'm generally making two because we have you know like between fifteen to seventeen people, and like not everyone eats dessert, but like you can't make only two one pie for that many people. Right, because it's never it's not going to be enough, even if not and, everyone. Eats. And two is too much, but this you know you got to try here. Um, right, but then you get pie to take home. Right, but not everyone does, and so then contention. R- well, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but I think I'm going to try making one of them with bourbon. So hey, spoiler alert! If you're one of my family members listening to this early, <laughs> uh, that's what's going to be in one of the pies. Pre- I'm prepare yourself. Yeah, don't, don't tell them which one is which. Yeah, I may try and do do it blind and see if anyone notices. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know, I like all the recipes and stuff. The recipe is pretty easy in terms of adding it or whatnot. I'm just, I, I don't know what it's going to do to the flavor and no one, I haven't seen any like articles that aren't just recipes saying this pie is great. Like I haven't seen anyone saying like, how, here's how this tastes compared to a regular one. Yeah. So I have, what I have done um, that is, Along the same lines is taken a boxed brownies recipe, mm-hmm. boxed chocolate cake recipe. Uh, you know, the kind where you just mix in eggs and oil and water and, and stir it all together. My favorite kind, honestly. Yes. But you replace the water with spiced rum. Oh. 
And so all the, you know, it's the same amount of liquid, all of the alcohol burns off when it cooks and you're just left with that extra hint of spice from the rum. So I imagine that the pie would be the same thing. You're just going to get a little, maybe a little smokiness yeah, from a the little, bourbon. A little sweetness, a little smokiness from there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm going to give it a try. We'll see how it goes. I will uh, attempt to report back to this podcast if I can remember to do so. Uh, do you have any fun Thanksgiving traditions out there? Um, so pumpkin pie is definitely a thing that happens here too. Um, the last, this might be four years in a row now, but we've just done Thanksgiving dinner, the two of us. And I've, I've kind of got it down to a routine at this point. So the pumpkin pie will be happening on Wednesday night. Yeah. I think I'm baking mine on Tuesday, even this year, just because of like oven strategery. And that's, that is the, the dance, right? Is Mm -hmm. how do I get all of the things that I am making cooked with a single oven and have them all be done at about the same time. Yep. And, you know, when you're doing it for large groups, like typically happens at my parents' house, even though they have two ovens, the problem become, you know, like a, a top and a bottom kind of oven, you know, mm-hmm. the problem just becomes like, hey, there's a turkey in there for like eight hours, essentially, <laughs> you know, and it finishes yes. like at the time that you're eating. So there's really only one oven that anyone could use. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, the the green beans need this much time and the yams and the other things, you know. So I, I can feel it, man. There's a lot of uh, juggling. You got to really plan your courses well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been it's been fun for us because we each had um dishes growing up that we would have every year. You know, our parents would make them and we'd either have dinner at home or we'd go have dinner with family, but we'd still make the same same dishes. And so our Thanksgiving now is kind of a combination of some of her dishes and some of my dishes. And every year we try and do at least one new side dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just to keep you know to keep something being different every year yeah that's a great way to just kind of like ah we're gonna this one we're gonna try we'll see how it is yeah um we both are are big fans we both grew up watching the thanksgiving day parades oh yeah that was definitely yeah. the thanksgiving day parades and the uh were always like big like my mother and my sister loved watching them mm-hmm. i was i was never super into it uh, versus like on New Year's, the Rose Parade was always the big one. I always right. remember my parents loved the Rose Parade forever and ever. And yeah. We always watched that one. Yeah. Um, growing up for us, it was always uh, there's there's a little bit of contention between us because I prefer the um, I'm not going to remember which broadcast it is. I think I prefer the NBC broadcast and my wife prefers the CBS broadcast one of them is heavier into the floats and the other one is heavier into the performances. Yeah. That's kind of always been the breakdown, right? And it's yep. like, there's the, Oh, this one talks about all the flowers and they show all the cool floats. And then this other one has the like band performing a number and the like country music singer there or whatever. And, or the, they have, wait for the yeah, things. Yeah. The, they have the, the country music singers, they do the, like, numbers from Broadway musicals. Right, okay. It's, it's the Broadway musical numbers. That's the one I was thinking of. That's the Thanksgiving yep. one that makes it, like, yeah. really good. Yep. Uh, and then growing up, we always used to watch the um, the dog show, which came on right after the, the parade. Oh, is that the... 
like the Westminster one with all the like really crazy owner people? Yes. Okay. Or that's the joke about it anyway. I haven't seen it. I don't think ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's always entertaining. I love that stuff. I like it. I'm not obviously a watcher of it, but I think it's fun that those people are like so very deeply into it. <laughs> yes. And, and take it very seriously. Totally. Well, uh, something else that happens around Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Yes, yes. Something that I try and avoid and my uh, wife has a, a history of diving into the teeth of. I was going to say, so there's a lot of people that split different ways on this thing, right? Like, I am definitely one of the people who absolutely stays inside and wants no part of going outside on that day because it is full of people who are crazy and I am not. Uh, it sounds like you might be into that camp and your wife is the other way. Yeah. So, so we were talking about traditions. She and her mom used to always get up early and go out and, and brave the elements and the people for the Black Friday deal. So that was one of their traditions. Yeah. Definitely never had that tradition around my house. And it even got to the point, I don't know if this is still the case because again, I have checked all the way out of it. But uh, they were starting to do stuff on, like, Thanksgiving night and stuff. Ha oh, they absolutely are. Okay, that's still a thing. Like, the store opens for, like, a few hours at the end of the night on Thanksgiving and then closes again to open at, like, 9 instead of being open at midnight or whatever. Yep. So, last year, I think we walked across the street to Target because Target did that um, just to see, A, if they had any really good deals on things. And B, to kind of watch the craziness of other people. Yeah, man. I You always hear stories every year about, oh, you know, there's there was a mob scene here or people got trampled or, you know, the, the crazy stuff on the news. But the just the, the fervor for to be that third person in line to get the TV or whatever. Yeah, it's it's nuts. Uh and, you know, you don't have to leave the comfort of your wonderful home to take advantage of Black Friday deals. <laughs> point, point and click, my friends. Yes, indeed. Uh, and I, there are a lot more that come out on the Cyber Monday as well, you know, being the Monday after. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of stuff that comes out that is digitally available on on Black Friday itself, especially for, like, uh, games and storefronts and stuff like that. Yes. So. Absolutely check your local listings. I saw there were several deals on uh, the consoles out there. So people who want to get a Switch, uh, there's some okay ones out there on those. Although the the caveat emptor with those ones is that I think a lot of the Switches that are being bundled with games and stuff are the old model. Yeah, so if you're, if you're looking at getting a Switch, um, which is, is kind of on my radar for Black Friday this year, see if there's a, a good deal. Um, make sure that you're getting the one with the new longer battery life. And I think that, well, at least the, the couple of stores that I looked at, I looked at like uh, GameStop and I think Best Buy ads. Uh, and they're, they, they had switches for sale on a discount and then they had switches that came bundled with a game. And the discounted switches were the ones you wanted and the game, the ones bundled with the game were generally not. So the, I can't yes. say that that's always true, but at least in those places, um, that's something to consider. And generally, the discount is like 
40 to 50 dollars which is almost the price of the game in which case then maybe you know just don't get the game and get this because the battery life is probably it seems like it's significant right yeah so you know if you're gonna get one if you're looking at one of these you probably want the battery life uh and i think that's probably more worth or more likely to be worth it to you than a copy of mario kart 8 or whatever the bundled game was (laughs) Yeah, that was the one I saw from from GameStop was a free digital copy of Mario Kart 8 and a $25 store credit. Yeah. And hey, like Mario Kart 8 is a great game. People should play Mario Kart 8. Wonderful game. But at the end of the day, you might prefer to have had that battery life. Uh, I also saw that uh, some other games that uh, I thought were pretty notable. You can get God of War for the PS4 for $10. Oh, wow. That is inexpensive, and that game is, that is great. That's <laughs> a deal. Should, that is a deal. People should play that uh, if you have a PS4. Uh, and stuff like uh, – I didn't see – so other stuff I was looking for because I know, like, it's you know popular. I didn't see any Fire Emblem discounts, although they must exist. I just didn't see them. Um, uh, the Marvel's Spider-Man was, like, 15 or $16. That's pretty cheap for that, too. So, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff out there for people that want it. Is there anything in particular yeah. that you're looking for? You said Switch. Yeah. Um, I need, I'm I'm sitting in evidence of what I need right now. My current desk chair is literally falling apart. Um, so I'm definitely on the lookout for a good deal for a new desk chair. Yeah. Man, okay. So let's let's get into this a little bit here because... Uh, do you want one of those weird gaming chairs? You know, I saw some some early deals on those on Amazon. Amazon mm. has already started their Black Friday countdown deals. Yep. And I don't know. I don't yep. I don't know that I need something that that much. It, they're all, they're a little ostentatious, right? Yes. They kind of have like they feel very like designed if that makes any sense that there's a lot going on there yeah. sometimes and they're not cheap generally right you're talking a few hundred dollars yeah. at least for one of these chairs and of course you know for anyone who to show our age here for anyone who has looked at office supplies <laughs> <laughs> chairs are not inexpensive if you work at a desk job or whatever the cost of some of these chairs will shock you how expensive the chair is oh yeah um, but you know, if you sit at a chair all day, like you kind of want it to be comfortable double, especially if you're using it, you know, for your computer, uh, at home. Um, so you can easily spend a very large amount of money on a chair very quickly. If you, you know, if you're not keeping your eyes open. So, yeah, I mean, like you could spend easily a thousand dollars on a chair, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, so I was curious if you had a like a leaning. Do you like the leather kind of stuff, or do you like those kind of mesh things? You, do you have any kind of preferences? So the current one that I have is kind of a like a faux leather um, material, which is which has been good until you know it starts to get old and the the material starts to crack. Do yeah, it's like a little bit, uh, which is the point that it's at now. Um, at our office, they recently made the change to the mesh-backed chairs. Mm-hmm. 
um, just sort of that pliant mesh. So, uh, and I really mesh, like that mesh back, but then a normal cushion or a mesh cushion as well. Uh, mesh cushion as well on the ones that that we have. Yeah. Uh, and I like that. I I really like that. So I might lean towards getting something like that for myself this time around. Yeah, I have something pretty similar at my office, and then I bought a different mesh version chair for my home uh, as well. Back when, gosh, was that were we recording that podcast back when I bought this? Maybe not. It's been quite a while. Anywho, <laughs> uh, the I spent a lot of money on that chair. <laughs> Uh, and I'm still using it, thankfully, and it's holding up, you know. But the I think, you know, you can easily spend two to three hundred, four hundred dollars on some of these chairs, uh, and you know, you want to make sure you, it's going to last. That's the important thing, right? Right, because you're going to be sitting in it for a while. Also, yeah, I wonder, you, you know, to, uh, sorry, I'm about to. I was just going to say you want it to last and and hopefully be comfortable. Oh, geez, yes, please. It better be. So if you. If you can try it out ahead of time, definitely do that. Yeah. It's like there aren't a lot of places you can go to just like sit in chairs, you know? Every now and then mm-hmm. there are like some of those like chair supply, office supply kind of stores and they have a row of them you can go sit in. But some of these like gamer ones and stuff, I don't know where you would ever go to sit in one of these things. Maybe a convention or something? Maybe. But yeah. I like even even at conventions that we've gone to, I haven't seen anyone with with gaming chairs set up. Yeah, I don't know where. Yeah, maybe like if you went to an esports tournament or something, they'd be selling them, and then you might be able to find uh, it there. Yeah, maybe. Go check out Overwatch League or something in LA sometime, and maybe they'll be selling gamer chairs. The thing I had, okay, this is a tangent here, but you know those chair, like these chairs that they sell. A lot of them have like you know the white leather or whatever mixed with other colors. Yeah. I got a question about this, and I think this probably happens to cars as well. So for anyone who's like a light colored car interior, this could be you as well. Uh, hey, I wear jeans a lot, and I <laughs> okay. sit on these things. Isn't it going to kind of like, or like black pants, wouldn't they kind of like rub off? You wonder about that. Like, I've, I've definitely had jeans, that new new jeans where the blue die sorts sort of rubs off while they're still new sure right like you know if you go to uh um god oh man i just blanked completely um sorry i had uh, a friend at work was talking to me about he went to the uh la auto show that is i think still ongoing or maybe it just concluded uh, up in Los Angeles, and they have a bunch of cars there available. You know, you can see all the manufacturers with their new models or whatever. Uh, and in a lot of cases, they'll let you sit in the car. And they usually have these, like, very striking colors for the interiors because, you know, it's a show car. No one's actually driving it. Right. But these striking colors for seats and stuff, there's 80,000 people getting in and out of this car. You're going to get a a nice streak of the people getting in and out of the seat, you know? And he always says generally by the end of the convention, there's like a blue or blackish streak on the like cream interior for the people sliding in and out of those seats. And like, it's an extreme case here, right? You're getting like 80,000 people in a car in a weekend. Right. But you know, that could also be me 80,000 times over the course of two years, (laughs) you know, in and out of this chair. Yeah. 
that that is essentially what it is. It's a it's a lifetime wear test just condensed into a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> so I like I wonder about that stuff. And you know, I mean, I just like this chair that's here in my office is black and the same one at work, right? So I would never know if the colors were rubbing because it's just black. Uh, I wonder yep. about that stuff. I've never really owned a leather, like real actual leather uh, chair. So I, again, I'm not not really all that knowledgeable about what would happen to it. Yeah, it's well, I mean the the upkeep on real leather is is prohibitive to some people. Yeah, it's always got to be like uh what's the, what's the you know treat it to make sure it doesn't crack and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Well, oh, go ahead. I was going to say well, it's it's maybe fortuitous that you brought up a car show and reveals of demo cars because there's something we oh need boy to discuss, JD. are we gonna okay I, I think you know where i'm going with this i know the people at home also probably know because it was all over the internet uh yes but for the the two of you who may not know what we're talking about over the weekend elon musk brought his PlayStation 1 out on stage. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, he uh, he booted up a copy of Gran Turismo for the PS1 <laughs> and loaded a car onto the stage and said, hey, look at this, guys. This is the future. The cyber truck. Now, that's a terrible name. I feel. Yes, but it might be fitting then and for anyone who hasn't seen this thing you gotta just go google it i will wait and come back there's like yeah eight million we'll give you, we'll give you a second there's eight million pictures of this thing out there uh it's so a pause this podcast go grab a picture and come back and wow this thing is like the most angular weird looking thing I've ever seen. Like, you wouldn't even know it was a truck from the shape, right? Or I didn't. Yes. It looked like it was like some kind of weird off-road coupe. Uh, also, yes. by the way, uh, you know it's not going to look like this in the final output. There's no mirrors. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, rear view mirrors are required by U.S. law, so they're going to have to fit those on there somewhere, so you already know changes are coming. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a concept. Absolutely, right? Uh, and uh, they announced a whole slew of pricings. There's three different models, like a base, a medium, and like a high-end model. And people have kind of been uh, talking about them a little interchangeably, but like the high-end model is supposed to get 500 miles of range electric. That's like really good. That is very good. That that would be top in class for any electric vehicle at the or compared to what it is now. And this thing is like more than two years away-ish. So, you know, grain of salt there, but... You know, 500 miles is amazing. So people are over the moon on that. Uh, they listed all these towing capacities and stuff, which were very good, you know, compared with the F-150 type trucks of the world. Uh, although, obviously, you know, you can't do 500 miles while towing 14,000 pounds or whatever. Uh, that's not how <laughs> <laughs> you trade off there, uh, which, you know, is the same for gasoline cars as well, right? You're obviously going to use right. way, way more gas when you're towing. Um Although I'm guessing the battery stuff might be more hindered just because of how the motors work. But 
who knows? It, this stuff is all conceptual, so who can say? Uh, but these pri- the price on this thing, the the base model Cybertruck, is like just under forty k. Which a base model like F one hundred and fifty or Chevy Silverado or whatever is less than that for now. Not you know, obviously you're going to save a lot of money on the gas and whatever, but it's also like. Thirty thousand dollars <laughs> instead of yeah. forty. That's a big <laughs> difference. You can save a lot of money on gas. I don't know how much you drive. Of course, it varies for every person or whatever. But the the cost is pretty different there. I I sh- uh, I want to point people at a, a YouTube car guy who is more knowledgeable about this stuff than I am. Uh, his name is Doug DeMiro. I've maybe talked about him on this podcast before. Anyway, okay. he, he did a uh, a breakdown of the Cybertruck on his channel called More Doug. Just go out there and Google his opinions. Uh, it, and he talks a lot about we'll, – we're going to talk about what it looks like, guys. Don't worry. We're going to come back. <laughs> but <laughs> he talks about it as a truck first and then goes back around to the like, hey, what does it look like stuff. Because he, there's an interesting proposition here. Like if you compare the Model 3 with a regular car, right? The Model 3 is like generally cheaper than a lot of normal cars in its segment. Yes. And then you also don't have to pay for gas. Right. So you're you're kind of doubling up on the savings with it. Right. Whereas this truck is generally more expensive than the the trucks in its segment, although you don't have to pay for gas. So it's not like an obvious win-win like the Model 3 is. I, anyway, people should go read on it and decide for themselves. Although apparently you can just reserve one for a hundred dollars, which is basically no, no down put down payment at all. Yeah, which I, I think it was as much to help Elon Musk inflate the numbers of look how many people have signed up as right. anything else. Didn't they get almost like two hundred thousand or like a hundred and something more, th- more than more than two hundred thousand people signing up for these cyber trucks? Well, at a hundred dollars, that's like not really a big. Uh, you can just say you reserved one to say you reserved one for a hundred dollars at some point, you know. Yep, and, and a a fully refundable hundred dollars at that. Right. Compared with, I think when they unveiled the Model Three, they had waiting lists of you know fifty, sixty thousand, seventy thousand of people paying a thousand dollars each. Right, and that's a significant difference. <laughs> yeah, that's an investment at that point. Right. So you know the. Anyway, people have been memeing on the truck because of how ridiculous it looks. And even we kind of did off the start. It just looks terrible. What are they doing? This thing is like we, you know, we compared it to a PlayStation 1 graphics because it kind of looks like that, right? It's so yeah. ang- it's so angular. It has these weird like almost flat sides. It, the the like unpolished silver color that's just like, "Hey, this is the color of metal." It looks like like we were talking in our uh, group chat it's like this is something out of mad max like it all <laughs> except the obvious uh point of you can't charge it <laughs> yeah it felt like someone took the model and rendered it with two course of a mesh and someone else didn't realize that and just took it as this is the actual car yeah i uh, i really wonder was this a case of someone was it, it almost the like george lucas syndrome you know Yep. Like, was someone too afraid to stand up to Elon Musk and just be like, hey, dude, this is a bad look. We should reconsider how this looks and try something else, you know, (laughs) because they didn't want to make him upset or they were afraid of getting fired or whatever. 
Yep, and I bet they were probably all rethinking that when the softball got pulled out to show a demonstration of the windows. Wow, man. <laughs> so if you didn't if you didn't see this part, we'll pause again so you can pull up the video. Look up Tesla truck softball windows. Yep. So they did a demonstration live on stage during the press conference where they had a guy come out and handed him a softball and told him to throw it at the shatterproof front uh, driver's side window of the truck. And what you think might have happened is exactly what happened. The window shatters. And it doesn't. I guess to their credit, it looks like it was very sturdy glass because it didn't just like the baseball went through the window, right? Right. Yeah. It, it looked like, you know, the the kind of glass that shatters into tiny little pieces but stays together. Right. Like safety glass or like what bulletproof glass does when you sh- actually shoot it or whatever. It Yes. Uh, needless to say, the, the point he had been making about how you couldn't break it and it's it's it can withstand all this force or whatever. uh didn't work out. <laughs> and so what do they do? Having just shattered a window accidentally in their demonstration, oh. they decide to try it again. Oh, well, that was probably just, he just got lucky. Let's throw it at the other window now. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Nope. Yeah, it it still broke. Uh, they then released a video of their pre-testing where they have a guy, or the same guy even, throw the baseball at the window and it does not break. Uh there's a big difference in what the uh, the testing video and the real one. There's a bunch of cloth and stuff around it on the edge, you know, like to make sure that if he throws it, it doesn't dent the material or whatever of the car. Sure. Hey, you know, like cloth absorbs <laughs> force. Yes, it does. So it's yes, like if you close it, you close your door on a towel. It's going to be different than if it was closed on the metal, you know. Uh, so is what it, I think their engineers may have forgotten that. Uh, in the the final there. Uh, anyway, very silly press conference, the whole thing. And I just, I can't get over how ridiculous it looks. Like a person made this and then was like, someone wants this. And, and you know, look, this is my opinion, right? You obviously don't have to share it. Although I would personally think you're crazy not for sharing it. <laughs> Why would you, anyone want something that looks like this it just looks so silly i don't i truthfully don't get it and that is like beyond the the thing where oh okay like hey if you're a truck you're pulling a trailer you know you want to drive it somewhere on a like a long road trip or whatever that's like what these things would be for you know if you're having to charge your model 3 or your model s every 300 miles or whatever that's like you know four or five hours of driving Right. That's not so bad, really. But if you're pulling a heavy trailer in your RV or whatever with your Cybertruck and you have to charge it every two and a half hours, that would be a significant hindrance to your road trip, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll, obviously, I'm not a huge uh, Tesla person. Uh, certainly, people that are more pro-Tesla than me may have different opinions. Although I've seen even some pro Tesla people say they weren't too ha- weren't too excited about it, and that's saying something. Usually, they're those kind of people. Are, well, I say those kind of people. A lot of Tesla people tend to just defend Tesla regardless of what they do. Yeah. Uh, 
and I think in seeing some of them break ranks maybe uh, is not so hot. So anyway, that <laughs> there's we'll see what the what the end result is of all this in in two years. Yeah, when it, it actually gets close to release. Yeah, like what's the real one going to look like? Right, show a production model. This thing is just a concept. You can make any kind of cool thing as a concept, but when you actually have to produce them, let's see. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, uh, if you want to have fun, go check out the memes. <laughs> There's a lot of them. They're <laughs> pretty good. I think my favorite was, was, had to have been the one that I sent to you and Andy this morning of the truck photoshopped onto the cover of Cruisin' USA. Yes. Oh my gosh. It looks like, ah, uh, like that. <laughs> it looks like the actual N64 box art. I was just about to say, it looks like that perfect, like, this would be a, what a truck would look like in N64 because we don't have enough polygons. <laughs> oh, so good. Man, what a really dumb thing. Man, I, ah, oh, wonderful. And hey, maybe this was the idea to get people talking about it, I guess. I don't know. Also, the name is bad. Yeah. Do you want to name your thing Cyber Truck? It's just a truck, dude. (laughs) (laughs) After this thing comes out, it like, you know, think about this, right? Okay. Does anyone call the internet cyberspace anymore? Remember that was a thing in like the 90s and the early 2000s? Yeah. All that stuff has aged I super bad. The last time I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. It sounds so like intentionally dated. It feels like this is also going to sound like that in two years. Yeah, I'm rough. Uh, rough thing to hitch your wagon to, as it were. Oh, okay. There has been some interesting uh, stuff coming out though since. Uh, the last pod we did. Hey, uh, you and Andrew really liked that uh, Wolverine podcast, right? What was the name of that thing? Yeah. Um, w- the first one was Wolverine the Long... Uh, no, the more recent one was The Long Night. And Was it just season two one? of The Long Night, or did they change subtitles in between? They changed subtitles in between. Oh, sorry. The first the first season was The Long Night. I was right. And the second season was The Lost Trail. Okay. I know you two were both pretty high on that thing. Yeah. Uh, I think Andy might have fallen off towards the end of season two. Um, but we never... I don't know that we ever circled back to, to do a wrap-up on what we thought. But I really liked it. And I guess to be clear for those who didn't remember or are just... Uh, joining us earlier it is a scripted podcast right like they have a they play it in seasons almost you get like episodes one two blah 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 and there's kind of a plot yes yeah so it is more like um a rate an old-fashioned radio drama than it is like a modern podcast right so unlike this podcast that you're listening to right now which is absolutely meticulously planned in advance this is a has a real script <laughs> yes and it's it's good they you know they they bring in some well-known voice actors and actresses to to do all the parts and they they film it or film it they record it in surround sound so that if you're listening to it on headphones you can f- you can hear the people moving around you that stuff is cool i love when things do that with the caveat of if your podcast is just people talking, you shouldn't. Like, yeah, it's 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 a waste of your own time, right? Like if they are uh, 
if they have like cool sound effects and like, you know, they're telling stories or whatever, I'm in for that. But if it's like, like this podcast, we don't, we don't need stereo here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and so is this the same people that are making this new one or is it a different group? So it is also a uh, collaboration between Marvel and Stitcher, which were the two groups that did the first one. Uh, and it is also a scripted podcast. Um, this time around, they, a, couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago now, I guess, they just released a teaser that they are doing an adaptation of Marvels. Yeah. So, which oh, you you know more about it sounds like because you were you recognized the name of the yeah of the book that it's so, based on. So it marvels it, and again, this is my uh, hazy recollection. I read this book years ago at this point, um, many years ago <laughs> at this point. Well, the book I think is twenty five years old. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. Uh, but I believe the, the book is from the perspective of like a photojournalist or something, a reporter type person yes. uh, going around photographing the events of like, like the, the events of a comic book, but from like a human's perspective. Uh, and so you get these pictures of like, oh, during a fight or whatever, Captain America or, you know, whoever the the superhero is and then also like a lot of pictures of the aftermath of like this building collapsed and a bunch of people's you know were you know crushed and all this stuff and so you get a lot of like really poignant scenes of like you know like stuff that would show up or, or would have shown up in like the front page of the new york times or whatever kind of a thing you know 15 years ago back when the newspapers were a thing yes uh and it was really really I remember the art being really great. I want to, gosh, I wish I remember who the artist was. I might try and do research on this podcast, which is a big mistake. Um, um, so I, I have an article pulled up about it. Um, the original book was uh, Kurt Busick and Alex Ross. Yes, yes. Alex Ross, I think, is the the one I'm remembering here. Uh, and that's really cool. Uh, and I assume they've announced like some mildly famous people uh to do the uh uh yes, the, the so voices the, the big name of the the journalist who i think is the main character will be um he'll be voiced by method man okay he's got a voice yeah i yeah, like that yeah he, uh, he sounded good he sounded good for it in the the little teaser trailer that came out awesome so, you know, I've I have enjoyed the the first two series that they did, the two Wolverine ones, so I'll probably definitely check this one out. Yeah, man, I should maybe I should check this out. That's a, for whatever reason I was not too big into those Wolverine ones. I was just occupied with other podcasts, but I I remember distinctly liking that book back in the the back in the day. Mm -hmm. Uh so I might check this one out as well. That would be pretty cool to see. Oh, it has been a week here, man. Uh, you know, I don't think either of us really had a lot of time to play anything this past week. Uh, no, between the, the travels and the yeah, chaos at work. I've been pecking away at the, the second, the Golden Deer route of Fire Emblem Three Houses, and that's just kind of been my falling back on that, trying to... Yep. 
trying to get that done. And it's just, you know, like we said, it's that time of year where there's just too much stuff going on to play games. Well, why don't we talk about a different kind of game to wrap this up? Yeah. Uh, you know, Andrew has not been involved so much this year in the fantasy football, so we didn't have a lot of reason to talk about it. Uh, but Michael, you and I have been playing. We have been playing. So I think it's time to bring back a favorite segment of mine, Rantasy Football. Yeah. And uh, I can start it off by saying that this was a great week to hold this podcast uh, with the Rantasy Football segment because uh, I am now almost assuredly officially out of the playoffs as of this week. Uh, so, so are you are you only in one league this year? Yeah, the only one, uh, my work league here, and it is, to the credit of all the players, it was extremely close all season. We had a 12-team league. We had four teams at six and five and four teams at five and six. Wow, okay. And so anyone could still get in if the you know the cards went the right way or whatever. Obviously, the six and fives were in their, the driver's seat, as as you might say to make the top half uh, and the five and sixes needed the right people to win and lose or whatever. But obviously if you're five and six and you lose, you're just done. Uh, and that's me this year. So I just, uh, you know, I had a, the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones stack and that didn't go well. Um, yep. And Matt Ryan got pulled in the fourth quarter. They didn't even give him the garbage time points. Uh, so, you know, it was just over uh, for me this week. Uh, and I was still ahead going into the Monday night game, but then I saw, um, you know, you can't, tr he had a Ravens player and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been killing it this year. So that's the end for me. Uh, it was a good season. Just, you know, stuff didn't plan the way I, I thought it was going to Julio and Saquon really did not pan out for where I drafted him. Uh, you know, that's just how it is. Yep. How have you been doing? Uh, so I am in two leagues this year. I am once again in my family league, which we have expanded from eight to ten teams. Um, we we roped in a few more of the cousins. Ten's a good number, I feel. Yeah, ten has been a lot of fun. Um, it is still a full point PPR league, which makes for some ridiculous scores. Um, so insane team, that setting. My team scored a hundred and eighty six points this week. Can I borrow some points? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a few to spare. Um, so in that league, I am in fifth of 10 and the top six make the playoffs. Uh, and I just won this week. So Solid. I'm, looking in, I'm looking in pretty good position there um, and and shaping up to make a good run. Um, my team has, has looked really good in the last few weeks. That's the real secret. And I think that something I... I neglect is that I have teams that are so strong in like the early and mid mid weeks. And you really want a team that is peaking in the power late in the season. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I just haven't figured that out, that part out yet. Um, but that's awesome, dude. So you're, you're definitely in it. Is it a big, you know, big money situation or people just playing for fun? What's the, no, the since, since that one is family, it's just bragging rights. Um, for me though, I am, I am last year's reigning champ. So oh, you got to defend the crown. I got to try and defend the title. Yeah. Um, but I'm, it's, it's kind of funny cause I am basically right where I was last season. I was fourth or fifth 
Um, but my team was putting it together down the stretch and made a run. Yep. You know, I think I, it's surprising how that works that way, right? Like usually in the, the leagues where six teams get into the playoffs, uh, two teams will get a bye, number one and number two, yep. and then, uh, three through six have to fight. Uh, and the low seeded teams end up usually doing very well, frequently even knocking out the bye players to make the finals. Yes. And I have seen that happen more years in my time of playing fantasy football than I care to count. And I don't know why that happens, but it happens a lot, more than the numbers would predict. Uh, so I have a theory on that. And I, I haven't, I haven't held it as a theory long enough to test it, but I think that the players who wind up in first or second have a few more players on actual teams that run away with a spot into the playoffs and so mm. are resting their top players sooner or for more for longer stretches than the teams that are still fighting on the bubble. Yeah. And so it's it's a combination of the fact that fantasy playoffs take place over the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Right. So like the last two or three weeks of the regular season, if your team has already clinched their NFL playoff spot, they are going to, for instance, rest Tom Brady or whoever the the star guys to make sure that they don't get injured. Yes. Yeah. That's a I can see that theory for sure. I, like I said, I haven't done a ton of research into it, but I have definitely seen the five and six seeds win the entire league more times than the statistics would predict and not just anecdotally. Uh, so that would be, I could see that being the reason it would make sense. Yeah. So I have to hope that doesn't happen in my other league. Cause I am, well, I was in first place until this week. Now, you know, you can't always be in first. So it makes you hungry. Yep. You want to come so I back? Got, I got knocked back. I'll be in a. I'll be in second. Uh, come tomorrow. So, all right. Claw my way back up to the top. Uh, I will say, and I don't know if you have noticed this. I have noticed a drastic uptick this year in the number of players who will hang a zero. Oh, dude! There have been so many. And I, I feel like it's been just much more prevalent this season. And I have gotten badly bit by this. And there have been a couple cases where, okay, game time decision stuff or whatever, and I just didn't have time to check the news right before the game or whatever, and I got got. That's on me. Yeah. But times where they said, hey, this guy is playing. He, he is active. He will be on the field. And then he is on the field for three snaps and then is back off the field. And you're like, yeah, he played. You just lied, though. <laughs> Like he, he was out there running routes and didn't. No one looked at him. The DB was barely covering him. Like it was not even a thing. Why was you know the the true decoy play there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, but to me, if for almost more for me this season is players who are healthy and just get shut out. It was part of the reason why I I hung a loss this week was because I had Amari Cooper who had zero point zero points. So at least in the defense of that one, uh, I had James White on the New England Patriots in that same game, uh, Cowboys mm -hmm. vs. Patriots. He got 0 0.4. Uh, apparently that game was near zero degrees, raining, not snowing. Yeah. Hard. All game. Yeah. 
Yeah, which kills passing games. And so all the passing guys are done. So Amari Cooper, yeah, th- no one was even looking at a pass. Everyone was just like trying to do inside route schemes, you know, run stuff and play action if they could get someone to bite. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and it is just uh, I, I did not see the game so I have no idea what happened but it sounds like the running backs did quite a bit better uh, which is why James White had .4 instead of 0 <laughs> uh, yeah so not a great uh, showing there uh, but there was some explanation a little bit but there have yeah. been other cases of guys where they're just like yeah this guy is healthy and they just made him inactive for the game like I know uh Kansas City did this a few weeks back with LaShawn McCoy. It's like he was healthy. He just like uh they told him to stay home. Yeah. What? <laughs> I- I'm sorry. Well. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's a troubling sign. Uh but then he came back the next week and got like 12 points. So who knows what's going on. Uh yeah. and that definitely happened I felt a little more this season than I've seen recently. Oh, well, if people want to let us know why we should bring this segment back all the time, even when we don't play football, Michael, where could they hit us? They can hit us up at podcast at we were gamers. Uh, we will respond to your email. We love getting email. Um, That's so true. It, we it do. Doesn't, doesn't have to be about fantasy football. Tell us your Thanksgiving traditions. Hey, if you, uh, if, why you, why you avoid black Friday, like the plague, uh, tell us what you're supposed to do when there's so much prestige TV going on during these these few weeks and months here that how could anyone ever possibly keep up with all the family stuff? Yeah. I want to know. It, uh, it just not to derail this discussion, but you know, that Netflix Witcher show is coming out like in a couple weeks here. It is. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. I'm trying to watch this Watchmen stuff, trying to watch this, his dark material stuff. I haven't even started the Mandalorian. I know I want to watch that. I haven't started his dark materials, so I'm I'm right there with you. And the, now they're going to put this whole thing on Netflix. Come on, guys, give some people some breaks. Uh, sorry, just derailing this whole podcast. Right no worries. Uh, but yeah, people can also find us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all at We Were Gamers. Um, and you should check us out on YouTube. Uh, if you do a search for We Were Gamers, you will find our channel where we put all of our episodes up uh, and we have some sub pod episodes where Andy and JJ have been having some fun discussing Star Trek. Yeah. If you guys want to hear Andrew and I listen to season one of Star Trek discovery, uh, that's up there. And we did the episodes of the short treks from season one recently. And that stuff was pretty fun. Uh, I'm sure Andrew and I will be back at it here in a bit. Some more. Uh, There's even a playlist on YouTube. So if you, they all go up together in our feed, but uh, if you want to, the pod feed, if you want to listen to the Star Trek stuff separate, YouTube's the place. It's uh, it's good for that. Oh, so, I think the only question is, will we eat too much turkey to stay awake to remember to record a podcast <laughs> by Monday? <laughs> I don't know if that's even a question. I think it's just a foregone conclusion. <laughs>